You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Welcome back to the Live Diet Free Podcast. We have a guest with us today, Client Spotlight Day, and you are going to meet Erin. I'm so excited for you to get to know her, hear her story, and be inspired by her success. As I probably say at the beginning of every Client Spotlight episode, we do these to help you see what's possible for you. This is not for you to go down the comparison road of how come this happened and, and it hasn't happened to me, any of that stuff. This is not about making yourself feel bad. It's about seeing, wow, there are real women just like me under similar stressors, similar age ranges, similar ages of their kids, similar jobs who are doing the things that I'm feeling like aren't possible. So these are in an effort to inspire you and help you see what's possible for you too. So with that, Erin, thank you so much for being here. Let's just start off with a little bit of background on you, who you are, where you're from, what you do, and um, we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Um, before I begin, I just want to just tell you, Esther, I've listened to all the podcasts and I really love all of the episodes. So it's really fun to be here myself and to participate. Um, so as Esther said, I'm Erin. I live in the Bay Area of California. I have two kids. They are seven and nine. And I also have a dog who is just over one with tons of energy. And um, I work full time. I'm a biologist by training. Um, and now my job is is a desk job. Um, other people get to go out and look at nature. <laughs> I sit at a desk all day. I can very much relate to that. When I first got certified as a personal trainer, that's how, like, that's how I picked my college majors. I was like, well, I like to work out, so I'll just get paid to do that. And I was like, oh, really what I'm doing is getting paid to watch everyone else work out and have very little time to do it myself. So <laughs> sometimes the reality is not what you're expecting. Okay. Very much. So tell us a little bit about Kind of how you came to decide on coaching. How were you feeling before? What were you struggling with? What had you tried before? And what was sort of the the pivotal moment where you were like, you know what, I'm going to do something different this time? Uh, yeah, I think uh, similar to a lot of other folks in the group, I found you through a Facebook page, a Peloton Nutrition page. Um, and had seen other folks posting about coaches and success um, that they had had uh, simultaneously was was kind of in two places. One was feeling a little fed up with my normal process of like lose some weight, gain it back, but then some do the same thing again, lose some weight, gain it back, then you know rinse and repeat, um, trying all the things and nothing really sticking. So I was feeling frustrated. Um, also just in a place personally where I think it was easier for me to say, you know what, maybe I should just like get some help. Um, maybe that's okay. Um, and so through this group, I found a few coaches and reached out to some of them. Um, and that's, that's how I found, found this group and found Esther. And when I talked with, with you, uh, it just seemed like the right fit for me with the group and the program and the 
kind of collegial aspects of it and just less of a focus on like losing as much as you can as fast as possible to look a certain way and more um, learning as you go and a lot of support. And that just felt like the right fit for me. Um, so that's how I came, came to be here. I love that. I think that's probably partly the the scientist and kind of the, the lifelong learner in you that you can really see the value in taking that kind of approach where it's so tempting to just feel like I want someone to just tell me everything, give me all the answers. And you had the the awareness to be able to zoom out and be like, okay, well, that's what I've done before. I've tried all the rules and the, you know, the cleanses and all the things and they're not working. So what needs to be different this time? If it's going to be a different approach, how how is it going to be different? What specifically am I going to going to change? And the shift from whatever I have to do to see the scale drop and I'll deal with the rest later to, I really want this to be the last time. And I understand it may not be as fast, but in the long run, it actually will be faster when I don't, like you said, gain it back and then some. I want to go back to something you said about deciding that it was okay to get help because that's something that I see so often, especially in working moms who are just sort of used to shouldering a lot of the the burden ourselves. We're not really comfortable or familiar with saying, hey, I can't do this all myself. I, I need some help. We just generally kind of load things on our backs and shuffle along until eventually at some point we kind of collapse under the load and we're like, oh, maybe, maybe now. So you didn't, you know, collapse under the load. You did that preemptively. You reached out and said, I think, or did you? I mean, so, so tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. What sort of, what got you to the point of deciding help is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness? Yeah, I think it's a few things. I think um, one piece is uh, with the, the global pandemic um, <laughs> that we all collectively experienced across the globe. Um, you know, as much as we, you know, I would take it all back if we could. I think one thing that it did for me personally is it was kind of like a note, like, is this what you want your life to be like? Check yes or no. And it's just a reflective moment where you're in the grind, kids home and school. Um, and for me, the that first step was like, I don't want to go back to that life I had before, where it was the grind that you're just crippled under all the time. Um, so that was one piece. I think the other piece is as I've grown in my career, um, I really enjoy being able to lead and mentor teams. And part of that is learning and growth for myself and also teaching others. And one of the lessons I consistently teach folks on my team is it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> you know, and I think being a cabin mom, like, oh, maybe I should take my own of us. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and being able um just now that I'm older, being able to be a little bit more comfortable in the vulnerability of asking for help and saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, what I'm doing right now is super not working for me. And I don't know what to do next. So who can help? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love the the crossover between uh, work strength and realizing, oh, you know what? It actually applies here. I see that so often. We're just like so good at compartmentalizing and feeling like, well, I was wearing my work hat at the time. So that only applies in that realm of my life. And when you realize, 
actually, it applies all over. It can be so enlightening. And I think to just touch on the value in being in a mentorship role is there's, we often overlook just how important it is. Like, yes, having your own mentor is very important, but also being able to flip it around and be the person that offers guidance to others really just helps cement what you've learned, your new identity, all of those things. So, you know, at work, it being an opportunity for you to grow as a leader, to practice what you preach and, you know, use it in other areas of your life. And then I also see it within our community when some of our longer term clients become sort of trusted advisors to the newer clients and can say, I struggled with that too. Here's what worked for me. And it not only does it help the, the other person, but it helps you be like, you know what? I really have learned a thing or two. I really am cementing that this is just who I am and what I do so much so that other people can learn from me. So I just think that uh, that's so cool. So you started coaching, you worked with Coach Amelia. Tell us about what you accomplished in that time, whether it's you know numerical scale measurements, that sort of thing. What's changed in your life as a result of coaching? Yeah, um, I think one of the big things for me was the learning. I was definitely um, fell into this space. I think that a lot of people do where my process before was, I'm going to just be real, real restrictive, um, cardio for life. And I'll do my best to just get the weight off that I want to get off as fast as possible. And then I'll figure everything out on the other side. Um, which I've already said did not work out that the plan never came to fruition. (laughs) I'd stick to it for a bit, lose some weight, come back. Um, and I think on this working with Amelia, um, and then also just the curriculum and the, all the, the group dynamics, what I learned along the way was a better way of eating for myself, um, that involved setting some realistic goals that I could stick to long-term. Um, also as a vegetarian, um, I know this is probably true for the, the carnivores in the, in the group. Um, but eating enough protein was really big for me. And that's probably one of the biggest changes to my diet. I, I always ate a lot of vegetables. Um, I enjoy them and I just wasn't getting enough protein. And I think that's been a really big change for me. Um, that's all also led to just having more energy overall. I've done all these like whole 30, da, 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 you know, all the things to like get energy. And this is the one thing where I'm like, oh, when I do the things nutrition wise, I feel better. Um, The thing that was promised came true. So that's nice. (laughs) So I learned a lot. um, And also working with Coach Amelia, I learned a lot about strength training. Um, She was really great because I had never done that before. And I'm a little injury prone. I have previous injuries. So she did a lot of um, me sending her videos of my form and she would correct my form um, and just really helping to coach me through those, those sticking points along the way. Um, So those are the things that I feel like I learned. And I think a lot of the outcomes of those things that I've learned are that it's all the boring stuff that I feel like probably comes up in every single one of these episodes with client spotlights. It's like, 
It's not about the number on the scale, you know, and I know when I started this journey, I've been like, okay, whatever. Um, people are just like drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, yes, the scale has moved. My measurements have moved. Um, the things that I've gotten from this have trickled into other parts of my life of the like, and I do it at work, but I wasn't doing it in my life of setting a goal, you know, and with my team at work, I'm like, we're going to set a goal for the year. We're going to say what the action steps are. Then we're going to break it down. And then we're going to talk about what the goal looks like when you get there. So we know when you got there. <laughs> um, and Amelia was really, really helpful in doing that on a week by week basis. And, you know, asking me questions about how I was going to accomplish things and what would happen if something went wrong and just really being that mirror of like poking holes in what I was saying so that we could fill them in together. Um, and yeah, so I feel like the things I've learned is just better planning for my life, planning around my life, um, feel better overall with more energy, which just feels amazing. Um, and just overall easier on myself, you know, that like constant, I feel like that's the other thing the program brings is a lot of mindset work of how to be gentle with yourself when you need to be gentle and say like, yeah, sometimes things happen and then hold yourself accountable when you need to kind of just, which resonates, I think for a lot of parents to parent yourself and just be like, well, you said you're going to do this thing. So would you let your kids get away with eating ice cream for dinner? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so why are you? <laughs> exactly. Seeing people develop the compassionate ownership is one of my favorite parts of the process where exactly that you simultaneously learn when to be less hard on yourself and also when to hold yourself accountable. And I think oftentimes we do both of those things in the wrong ways. We're constantly too hard on ourselves um, and also let ourselves off the hook way too often. So making that shift to, I can... Okay. <laughs> we'll come back. To, if it was important, we will come exactly. back. So if you're listening at home, we're going to try to edit this. We had a, I had a major brain fart. So we're picking up if it's, if it's an awkward transition, that's why, because it's real life. Um, but we're, we're raving about compassionate ownership and what a game changer it is to know that you can treat yourself with kindness and also trust yourself to follow through, do what you said you're going to do and just how empowering it feels to realize that Nothing is outside your realm of learning and mastering, no matter what you're up against. I love when you said that Amelia would ask the right questions to kind of poke holes in the in the first version of the plan so that the, then you could fill them in together. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and the guest was talking about how most people just ask the wrong questions and stay stuck in this sort of very narrow-minded box of just thinking the way that they always have. So having that outside perspective, you've probably heard me say, you know, the you can't read the label from inside the jar. So having your coach who's outside the jar, who knows the different questions to ask you to help you shift your perspective, reframe things, and then help you start to naturally do that yourself is, is just so, um, so helpful. And when you realize that there really is a formula to accomplishing any goal you want. Just like you walk your team through it at work, you can apply that to your health and weight loss goals, to anything that you want to accomplish is you get clear on what is what does the end result look like specifically? Where are we now? What needs to change to get us from A to B? What obstacles might we encounter along the way? What's the best 
strategy that we can think of from where we're standing now to get over there. And then to have the the tools, the support, the guidance, the accountability in place to adjust as you go. Nothing ever goes according to plan A. There's always a lot of trial and error and tweaking and experimenting. And then little by little, you're like, okay, it's undeniable. We're making progress in the right direction. What am I learning? How am I going to continue to optimize as we go? And, and then you get there. And then you realize that, like you said, it kind of trickles out into everything else. When you're feeling better, when you have more energy, when you're feeling more in control and empowered, of course, that spills out into other areas of your life. And all the people who interact with you get to benefit from it. If you're enjoying this episode, I want to invite you to join us in our coaching program, Gone for Good. Gone for Good is our signature 12-week coaching program designed to help you develop the confidence, commitment, and consistency necessary to make reaching your weight loss and health goals inevitable. Our three-part framework helps you learn and master the exercise nutrition big rocks, provides comprehensive support and accountability, and teaches you how to take compassionate ownership of your results. With both group and one-on-one options, we have a gone for good package to suit your needs and help you overcome every obstacle between you and the weight loss you're after. Whether you want to lose five pounds, 50 pounds, or 150 pounds, we can help you in gone for good. For all the info and to join, go to estheravant.com slash coaching. Definitely. I think um, when I was listening to you talk, I was remembering how like, I get analysis paralysis really easily that that's the scientist and it's the like con to the scientist of like, I'm going to need all the information before I make any move. It has to like, got to research, research, research. And I'll just stay in the research phase for forever before just like picking up my stuff and going. Um, and Amelia was good at just being like, what if we just like tried it? <laughs> you know, what if like we collected data by doing something about it? <laughs> you know? And that's, been really good for me uh, to practice it with her and feeling like I'm able to do that on my own where I can catch myself getting stuck in something. And I'm like, you know, what if, what if we just try it this other way? It's not like a commitment for life. If it doesn't work out, we'll find another way. Let's just try. Um, And that was really good for me. Like you said, just having someone on the outside looking in who could find those, those patterns of mine and just um, pull me out of them a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and just by doing that, helping me recognize for myself where I was doing that. Yeah. The paralysis by analysis is so common. We want to have all the answers before we start. And recently, I'm sure I've mentioned this on on relatively recent episodes because I think it's so spot on. It's like expecting a promotion before you're willing to do any of the work to get it. And it's like, we want this guarantee that what I'm going to put my energy toward is going to work. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it at all. And it's like, when you think about it in the, in a different context, like a promotion, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. So it helps you realize, yeah, I do just need to take action and collect that preliminary data and see, and then learn by doing. And I think you touched on something that's such a good takeaway is that you're not committing to anything. For life, we tend to, and I think sometimes when we talk about sustainable weight loss, it kind of gets muddied a little bit because we talk about sustainable as in like you can do it long term. And sometimes I think that gets confused with needing to do the exact same thing forever. And if you do it now, then you can never waver from it. And this is just going to be from here on out. 
And that's not the case at all. A big piece of it is developing the the tools and the skills that you have, like the self-awareness to identify your own patterns, the knowledge and the tools to break out of them, and to realize that I'm just making a decision for for now, for this moment in time, to see what happens. And then once I have more information, then I can see what I want to do now that I'm better informed. Maybe I'll keep doing the same thing. Maybe I'll change it. And also maybe what I do right now is going to change in the future. And that's fine too. And I think that can be nerve wracking is we want there to just be like this very set. This is the answer forevermore. And in reality, wanting that to be the case is what keeps so many people stuck. The ability to develop the mindset that you have now of things are going to be ever changing and that's fine because I know what to do. And if I don't know what to do, I know I can find the help I can learn the skills and I can trust myself to do what I need to do to overcome whatever I face. And that is just invaluable. Definitely. I think some of the best advice I ever got um, from a friend a a long time ago was just like, Aaron, you can always make a different choice. And I was like, oh, I can always make a different choice. It was just like so simple, but really resonated with me. It's so true. And I hope some of you listening have that same kind of light bulb moment because it's so empowering. It's so easy for us to feel stuck and to just think like, well, this is what I've always done. This is the outcome I've always gotten. This is how it's always going to be. It's just who I am. It's out of my control. And it's just not. You really can always make a different choice. Literally right now, your your next choice can be the one that sets you on a different trajectory. And there's just something so inspiring about that. On that note, just because it's like semi-relevant, something that I found super helpful when it comes to sort of the all or nothing mentality on a day-to-day basis, especially with food, is I know for years I felt like if I did something quote unquote bad when it came to food, well, I blew the day. I might as well just do whatever and really kind of punish myself for it, like make myself sick with how much I had eaten so that I would never do this again. And you know, we all know intellectually how ridiculous that is, that it doesn't make sense. But something that I have found really helpful is to think about breaking your day into quarters. And you just like, okay, so, you know, Q2, you might be down Q2. Are you going to throw the rest of the game because of that? Like if you were on a sports team, would you have one bad quarter and then say like, we're just going to hide in the locker room the rest of the day and not even finish? No, of course not. You would go out, you would do your best. You would recognize that nothing that had happened was insurmountable and you would just move forward. So I found that really helpful when it comes to my own eating. And I was okay, well, didn't, you know, the, the morning didn't go according to plan. There's still a lot of time left for me to end the day in a place that that feels good. So anyway, kind of an aside, but in case it's helpful for anyone. Um, okay. So one of the things that I think can be tricky coming out of coaching is learning to fully trust yourself and recognize that you really have developed the mindset, the tools, the skills, the the knowledge that you need to be successful on your own. Can you touch on what transitioning away from working with Coach Amelia was like and how you sort of found stable footing and proved to yourself like, oh, I actually do have this? 
Yeah. Um, I think one of the nice things about the program is that I went first from one-on-one coaching where I met with Amelia once a week um, and did all the, the group sessions. There's the intermediary step with being in the club where I would just meet with her once a month um, and then still have access to the group. And that was a good intermediary step for me where I kind of had longer to be not necessarily on my own. There were backstops, um, but less, I had to do more on my own in that in-between period. Um, and I, and I did it for long enough that I felt confident go on my own. I think I had shared with you and Amelia, like for me, one of my moments where I was like, Oh, maybe I do have this. So I was definitely struggling a little bit again with my nutrition. And I was like, you know what I should do? I should journal about that. And that is just like not something that would ever pop into my mind ever. And before I did this program, and I was like, wow, I've really changed. <laughs> I, I'm going to go. And I, and I did. And I kind of like dug into where I was at and what was going on and um, kind of came in that instance, came to the conclusion. I was like, oh, I'm like not doing enough for me right now. And so I'm giving myself rewards with food because I'm, I'm maxed out across all the things. Um, and so that was just a moment though, where I was like, Oh, I saw an issue. I had a totally reasonable way to think about it and found what the real problem was. It wasn't just that I have no self-control or that I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I just needed to get back to taking care of myself and not being super stressed out, which is what I was doing. Um, and so that's made the transition easier. It's definitely, um, I miss the, the group dynamics. It's a really great group and you get connected to the other folks. Um, and at the same time was just ready for the new challenge to do it on my own. So it's been, it's been good. It's been good for me to have that, that longer runway with, with coaching before going off on my own. I appreciate you sharing that. And that's exactly why we have the club, because it really is helpful to have that step down where you're like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I don't want to rip the whole rug out from underneath myself. I do want to start testing my sea legs and make sure that, you know, nothing is going to blindside me and, and really rock me. And then once you realize, okay, I'm I'm doing good here, then, you know, it's it's not that big a shift to on your own. And I appreciate you sharing too, that there are still ups and downs, there are still challenges. And, you know, I never want to present as though all you ever need is a few months of coaching and it's all going to be sunshine and rainbows from here on out. But it really is about what you just said, which is instead of immediately turning into that sort of chicken little, the sky is falling. I am this, you know, worthless, lazy, fat piece of, you know, instead of like your brain immediately going there, you're like, okay, you know what? This is okay. Let me let me see what tools I have. Journaling could help. Let me see what's going on in my brain. Oh, I'm I'm making some connections here. And then really it's I'm I'm thinking about how in business, so many coaches talk about working in your business versus working on your business. And it seems like kind of the the personal equivalent of that. Instead of being like so deeply burrowed into your own emotions that you can't, you know, see the forest or the trees, you are able to pause and zoom out and look at the big picture of what's going on here? Have I experienced something like this before? If so, when? What was it? And drawing those parallels of, oh, yeah, okay, this is what generally happens when I stop making myself and and my self-care a priority. 
this is familiar. And also, I know what to do about this. I have alternative ways to handle this. This doesn't need to become a slippery slope into, um, into the abyss. This is just business as usual. This is a thing that happens to humans and I am equipped to do something about it. That's amazing. That's so, so inspiring. I want to wrap up with one last question. I know that you said something in, um, I think in like maybe your, your wrap up feedback about feeling like when you first started coaching, you had just been doing everything backwards, like being overly restrictive, doing too much cardio, not enough strength, just not enough nutrients, all that, all that stuff. And I know that's so relatable that there are so many women who listen and feel like I've just been through so much stuff. I'm exhausted. I don't want to accept that this is how things have to be, but also I can't seem to muster the energy to do it again. For someone who's listening who may be feeling like you were before coaching, what would your advice be? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think my advice would start with um, it's never the perfect time. I give that, I, I feel like that advice applies to a lot of big life decisions um, of like, it's never the right time to take a new job. It's never like the perfect time to have kids, right? Like, never have kids. But. That really take a lot of time. Um, <laughs> like that's true. I think for starting on this journey, if you wait for the perfect time, um, nothing will ever change. And I think that was very true for me when I did my intake with you. And the first time we chatted, I was, I was telling you like, Oh, I have surgery coming up. Should I wait? Should I da, da, da? like, no, just start. Um, and it was great advice to just get going. Um, and, so that would be my advice. And I think um, it's, it's, this isn't really like why you should do it, but it's um, just kind of what's on the other side is um, you're going to find a lot of confidence and um, a lot of happiness and just contentness with yourself um, through, through this program and through this process. I think one other moment in this program that was a real highlight for me um, was there was like a week where like my mother-in-law and like two friends saw me and they're like, oh my gosh, you look so great. And I had not really had any discernible change on the scale or in inches or anything like that. I think it was just in the way I was carrying myself and the energy I had and the way I was presenting myself was really the only thing I could be like, what, what? what's different here? Cause it's not how I look like I'm measuring. I'm on scale. I know it's not my physical change. It's just this other, which sounds like woo woo and granola and you know, whatever, but it's true. So there you go. I but love that. It really, is, it really is true that just how you're thinking about yourself and even before the physical changes happen, you taking action and feeling more in control changes how you carry yourself and you show up in the world. And that's what people notice. Um, that's such good stuff. You're so right about there never being a perfect time for anything. You're right. There's always going to be the strong argument to maintain the status quo. Well, we would rather be further along in our careers before we have kids. We'd rather, you know, wait till the interest rates go down before we move. There's any number of arguments for not making a change, but ultimately, what that means is now is as good a time as any. And especially when it comes to your health, like really why wait? Nothing is going to get easier or better by doing nothing for longer. 
And you only stand to benefit. And like we've been talking about, it really does trickle over into the other areas of your life. So starting with health and then having that confidence, showing up differently and realizing, all right, now like what's next on the list? We're just going to set them up and knock them down. And all you have to do is start. That's great advice. Erin, this has been so fun. Thank you for sharing your story with us and your experience. I know it's super relatable. And like I said, those of you listening, I hope that you're feeling inspired and realizing she sounds just like me. I've been in, you know, I, I am where she was and now I want to be where she is. And what are the steps that, that got her there? So thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to them all, I appreciate you being here. One way you can help this podcast succeed is to subscribe, rate, and review it. If you don't mind doing those things, I would love to thank you with a copy of our weekend survival guide designed to help you have weekends you enjoy that don't set you back from reaching your goals. Just send a screenshot of your review to admin at estheravant.com and we'll send it over. And don't forget to check out estheravant.com slash coaching for all the info about our Gone for Good coaching program designed to help you develop the confidence, commitment, and consistency necessary to make reaching your health and weight loss goals inevitable. Our three-part framework helps you learn and master the exercise and nutrition big rocks, provides comprehensive support and accountability, and teaches you how to take compassionate ownership of your results. With both group and one-on-one options, we have a Gone for Good package to suit your needs and help you overcome every, every obstacle between you and the weight loss you're after.